0: I like the sound of that. Good. Glad we got that all sorted out. Um, now, how the heck are we going to get to Cairo?
1: Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week, the not so stereotypical millennials will be discussing the finale of Moon Knight. We are roughly a week removed from when that finale first aired and when most of us probably watched it, so excuse our stumbling over what happened, but we do have lots to discuss about the series itself and the finale. This week, I'm lucky enough to be joined by
2: Michael
3: R. Power, Ian Walter.
4: Wife power.
3: And a person that is offended that you called him a millennial. I am Generation X and damn proud of it. I am Mike. <laughs> Mike, welcome.
1: From the Multiverse of Badness, sir, you joined us for the um, for the pilot, or I guess episode one of this series, and that was fantastic. That was great, and uh, we just had to have you back, and now we have five of us to discuss six episodes <laughs> of the series um now we had that first and uh, actually the second episode ended up going up on the main feed as well the rest are still on patreon you can find those there as well but the finale we just had to get out there we had to get the discussion out and uh, there's been a lot of talk online i think over the last week to two weeks of leading up to the finale and after or people's what people are f- feeling and thinking about the series. Um, Mr. Mikey, uh, myself and yourself have not been on these episodes in between. So let's discuss what we thought of the series as a whole before we break down uh, the finale episode and hear from the rest of us. So, Mikey, I'll throw it to you first.
3: Well, I thought it was a pretty solid series overall. I It, it was very, very great at the beginning. I thought the first episode was probably one of the better mcu television episodes i've seen it was intriguing it was interesting you tried to figure out where it went second episode was pretty good i think the third one was where it was a lot of dialogue and a lot of people that i really didn't give a shit about and they were doing the whole god talking thing and it was got boring fourth episode fifth episode started building sixth episode was good overall i give it uh You know, like a seven and a half out of ten. I thought it was a pretty solid episode. But the one thing I do want to... Or pretty solid series. One thing I do want to say is that I'm so sick of people bitching and moaning about not following a comic book to the T. Because Mm -hmm. they're two different things. If you really wanted it to follow the comic book to the T, you already know the story. It doesn't matter. Right. So I, I like that they made a lot of changes that were not expected because that keeps you interested and, and so so that's all i'll say yeah well, fair enough
1: um i will probably be the least excited about this series out of all of us i assume um i think it, we did have that pretty pretty lengthy discussion about the first episode Um, Mikey with you as well and I had some problems with it but I still enjoyed it I still like the mystery of it and we had other discussions about the other episodes where I still like trying to figure out what was going on I I, I like the way that they wrote that but I just think that anything that had to do with the Mark character I did not care at all I just don't care that about a mercenary character that made some mistakes along the way. I thought they shoehorned in some of the, I wouldn't call it love story, but the stuff, <laughs> you know, with with his, uh, I, I don't know. I, we'll get we'll get into more detail, yes. but overall, I I felt like getting through the middle part of this series felt like homework to me. Yeah, it, it was and, a slog. Yeah, and it's not poorly written it's not a bad show i still think it looks great i think the cg i think we talked about in the first episode the cg was very hit and miss for me but i think it definitely improved as the show went on like it it looks great every episode after that so um so that's something i didn't uh didn't have to <laughs> criticize further on and and the way it ended was was fine you know i was okay with it but i just i don't know it's not the character i i just i wanted less mark i just don't i just didn't care about that character at all um He just didn't seem interesting to me. So I think that dragged things on for me. Um, But otherwise, you know, there was enough that happened and the action scenes were still fun, even though there weren't many. And not that I need a lot. I really don't care about this being this big action packed series. But um, but the ones that were there were still well done, still looked good and were still fun. So um, overall, shmeh. On the series, uh, more Oscar Isaac is always good. Um, more talking hippos is always good. But <laughs> after that, I'm, I'm good. I can move on to the next one. So yeah,
3: the only other yeah. hot take I would like to add in there is that I know Ethan Hawke gets a lot of love for this series. I didn't like him in this. I oh, okay. really thought that he could have been better. Really? Cast. Okay. I did not. I did not think that he was that. It, I think he could have been more interesting. He was very Ethan Hawke like. Uh, but yeah, he was just not as interesting. He felt Os- Oscar, Wilde, you know, Oscar Isaac felt great. Ethan Hawke felt very a little too old for what he was doing, and I get it because you had to be older because of the way that the series set up. But I just thought he was a little too stoic, a little too. Just not that interesting. And I know he gets great reviews for this. And I except for his character as the psychologist or the psychiatrist. I guess, I was, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I
1: was just gonna say he's great
3: in that small aspect of the show. I thought that was the best part. He gave off very much Bill Lumberg from Office Space in that. <laughs> Otherwise, I really did not dig his character in this. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, it's funny you say that, Mikey, because I, I actually like Ethan
0: Hawke's portrayal, and I thought the moments where he did get to do the sort of deeper psychological stuff, it got better for me, for sure. But I thought overall it was a well-written villain. So I thought he, he stocked up pretty good as far as MCU villains go. But I did like it more when we were sort of doing the uh, the psych ward, um, yeah. you know, therapist sessions. Uh, I thought, I thought he, was, he did the best in that.
3: I thought he was a well-written villain. I just didn't like his portrayal. I think it could have been a little more... It, he played it very much... Unexaggerated, which was okay i mean i i guess that was a decision that he made and choice, he's a hell of yeah. a lot better actor than i'm ever gonna be so who am i to judge <laughs> don't knock but, it to you try it man i don't know we, ha- we <laughs> haven't seen what you can do yet so <laughs> check out my tiktoks no he wasn't but, very got- mustache
2: twirling you know big bombastic chewing yeah. the scenery. He was very stoic, but I actually I thought it worked for the character. Yeah. I thought it only didn't the, I I think the final episode was the weakest episode to be honest. Hmm. Oh, and, okay. And that's hmm. that's my hot take. Yeah. And we talked about it a lot in our last ep- the last two episodes on Patreon that um they c- it's like they kept setting up a lot of things to be answered all the way right up till the fifth episode and then in one episode they had to kind of fit it all in and there was just too much going on for me in the last episode not that i think the whole series is bad i love the whole series it's just the final episode i wanted more to be honest i just wanted more i wanted more time with it with it all
4: yeah like it, yeah it they felt could have like, done one more
2: at least yeah it felt like we lined it up right they have to get mark back they have to um explain who the third personality is they have to answer the Ahmet thing like they had so much to do in this episode uh it felt a bit rushed to me and kind of ended abruptly but
4: Hero as a villain, I didn't mind him. I I saw a interview with Ethan Hawke and he was talking about how he came across the role. Mm. Um, and it seems, and maybe that's why he just seems like it's Ethan Hawke. But when Oscar Isaac read the plot, the, the only person he pictured for that role was Ethan Hawke, and he went to him directly to ask him to play the character. So I think maybe that is why Ethan Hawke didn't really have to like portray a character because it's like his per- like his his actual like persona and the way that he talks is how Harrow was was written for the show. So it's like, right? If he if he if if he did too much, then it might have been like overacting for how they wanted the character to like come across and i think too because oscar isaac had the three personalities his acting had to be very almost like more animated because he was trying to per- portray that he had these three different personas that it it might have like ethan hawk might have just like settled in the background a little bit because he didn't have to like overact the same way that oscar isaac had to for his role that's
0: a good point you could say he was eclipsed by, by us. By us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, no, was, you know what? I think, you know, we've done a lot of gushing about this show on the Patreon. The three of us clearly have a lot of love for it. And it's good to see that there is another uh, side to it. You know, there's there are there's other perspectives where we're not just glowing over the series. I thought all six episodes were pretty good, in my opinion. And it probably waned. Like it, it fell more formulaic in the sixth episode, but that's not necessarily a bad thing for MC, in my opinion. Like, I think it's filled the the superhero quota by the end of it with the, the action sequences and everything. And I thought we got probably one of the best standalone origin stories, you know, over six, however, whatever the runtime was, but six episodes. We got a pretty good origin for Moon Knight here. And uh, it kind of felt true to the comics, even though it's a lot different from what the, the pages, the panels would have been. But it still felt like a good
3: homage to the moon Knight comic to me um no schlitz beer can was introduced and i'm still pissed yeah, off about it that's yeah, the yeah that's what was one. missing from the finale i think
2: it would have been you know perfect finale if they just had that scene like and and they even had him like falling into water there at the end of the season five like that could have been the perfect opportunity for him to just float that schlitz beer can and uh save himself, you know? Honestly,
3: seriously though, if they would have pulled that out, wouldn't you have lost every bit of your shit right there? Oh, I everything. literally work out to oh, these, yeah. I would have lost every, I would have fallen off the elliptical and I'd be like, oh my god, this is the best moment in television history! This yeah. is great! 100%. 100%. <laughs> hey, this guy on the elliptical. <laughs> hey, if I didn't work out, I'd weigh like four bills, so... I'd look like that hippo. I, yeah,
1: you'd be that hippo, yeah.
3: Um, I, I will give uh,
1: credit to uh, to Wife Power because you, I think it was in the fourth or third episode, when does he get shot? I think the fourth, uh, you definitely pinpointed the whole water thing as he's going to come back and that's going to be part of, you know, the arc either in the next episode or the sixth. then that's exactly what happened. It happened in the same way happened at a convenient time. I think it happened in an interesting way, I would say in that final episode, but, uh, but you nailed it. So you get, you get points for that. That's for sure. Woo-hoo. Double points because we were fresh off episode five
0: and, sort of, Wondering what was happening with the scales, and uh, Wife Power nailed it because I watched it again right after that. Going, yeah, that makes a good point. Like, there is now two personalities on the boat, two hearts, and it bounced out. So with Stephen Grant off the boat and in the sand, and we'll get into the details of it all. I thought it was a brilliant call by Wife Power because I definitely saw that as like, oh yeah, that makes sense now. Like she called the uh, the theory behind the scales, so that was cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Someone, someone knows what's up. So you got, get the inside. Someone's back. paying attention at least.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: someone's got to keep you guys in line. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, this episode is is
0: one big uh, smorgasbord of of action, right? Like, there's not too much to go beat by beat. I can kind of r- roughly say what goes on. Like Harrow you know, frees Ammit by killing the avatars of the e- Egyptian gods. There's that whole back and forth where Layla's also in the background.
1: Yeah, I'll say right away that I don't like the way that they did. Like, it's just like like my problem with, with Ethan Hawke's character is what they did mostly with him in the last couple of episodes as like in this part of his character, because he's like, I have a staff and I'm just going to shoot purpley bits at you and you're all dead. Woo, while I just stand here, be super cool. It's like, this is two early 90s, mid 90s comic book excuses. Yeah, it's just like, shoo everybody away with this magical power that flies through the air and you have no idea how it works. You have no idea what's going on. I know they don't really have time for it, but if they spent half a scene or something, I I don't know how you would explain it to make it better. I really don't have the solution, but it felt like, okay, we have to have this guy do some action, even though he's the, uh, the, the subdued quiet guy, like we've been talking about.
0: Yeah. And you nailed it. Like he, he now has to play side fiddle to uh, Amit and the Khonshu battle that's going on above. Right. So he's now like, he's not, he doesn't even get the primetime villain spot now. Now that we have a giant alligator in the mix. (laughs) Crocodile, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so it's just a big, big CGI fest. Although I I thought it was pretty good CGI. I thought it was some pretty good action involved throughout the whole thing. With the giants Um, fighting each other. And getting, yeah, and getting Layla involved and getting her her own superhero action. We kind of teased the possibility of that happening. Maybe it was going to be like a villain turn, but it turned out to be hero. She gets to be uh, Towerette's avatar. I thought that was pretty cool. She looked like Falcon mm-hmm. with her wings. Yeah, so what everything. What does she, does she have a name? I'm assuming she does. I oh, no I idea. don't even know. Does she have what a name? Power can jump her? in here, I think. She was yeah, I'm going to
4: jump in me. here because this when she gets her like avatar costume this was a amazing scene for me like she just looked bomb in that outfit with the wings and the reveal like she just looked so cool and like if I like even as an adult woman I was just like that's what I want to be for Halloween that looks (laughs) so cool she looks so badass she just like because she was like a little bit badass to start and then you get the costume and then she just becomes like so much more badass and and I really have a problem with like costumes like Wonder Woman where they're very like sexualized and that's what I was kind of worried about with her because just because you're a female superhero doesn't mean that you have to like show your like give me a war like give me like a battle outfit like I'm not I don't need to wear a mini skirt and a and a corset top. So like, you're not a boob s- window
3: fan, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Give
4: me, give me something that I can actually move in and fight in, and that offers me like some protection in battle. Yeah, so the like- most
2: ironic line in the One Woman movie is when she like box at the this is what women wear and it's like a full dress, and then she goes in the battlefield in a mini skirt and yeah. like halter yeah.
4: top. <laughs> like- it makes no sense. So like and if I was she- just see her
0: costume from from the Wonder Woman film to the Justice League film, yeah. the costume yeah. changes so, obscene.
4: I was so happy that they they actually gave her like a warrior outfit, and she looked so cool. Um, but she is a character, so she's called the Scarlet Scarab, and we actually missed all of the Easter eggs. So throughout the show, um, just because I I thought the character was so cool, so we went back and like. Um, took a look at, like, who she was and stuff like did that. Did the real
1: work? Did the real work um,
4: for Throughout the show, there are clips where, like, on her outfit or somewhere on her had a mini, like, red um, scarab. So there's, like, oh. one scene where she, I think she had, like, a pin on her scarf. Um, there was, like, a couple of different ones, and we didn't pick up on any of them. But I, I also, I don't know anything about Moon Knight, so I wouldn't know to, like, look for those um, clues but yeah she was just that was my favorite part of that last episode um her her whole um reveal and bringing her into the MCU as a as a female superhero
2: and i want to read the tweet that the director mohammed diab wrote who is i believe he's egyptian himself and this character means a lot to him the the Layla character, and he wrote: "Since my daughter was four, she wanted to straighten her hair. She never saw someone who looked like her in the media. Today, this changes with Layla, the first Egyptian superhero. Proud to be a part of it." So, as a girl dad, I just had to get that out there. Like he sort of made this character for his daughter. He made her look the way Egyptian hair like naturally looks, and so it's really like a progressive moment in the in like cinema and superheroes and MCU. So, yeah, I thought that was all great. That was probably the best. Part of the episode, yeah, really. I think I, so, yeah, I agree. I love yeah. the
0: moment to call it out too, because the girl is asking, like, "Oh, are you an Egyptian superhero?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: probably the director's stand-in. Like, that's probably like you know, his daughter would be that person, right? Would say, "Like, are you an Egyptian hero?" Which is great. You know, it's it's corny and everything, but so what? So what? Ah, you know, you know what? It's not corny.
3: That's the thing with comics. Comics are supposed to be fun. That is the one thing I think that people forget a lot of times. People get all caught up in storylines and. And at the end of the day, like wife power mentioned Layla looked awesome. She really did. But this whole series, Moon Knight looked awesome. Mr. Knight looked awesome. From from the whole standpoint, they really nailed this. These are fun. I mean, as fun as Moon Knight, who's pretty much just a slaughterer, you know, (laughs) as fun as a Moon Knight can be. He looks great. Mr. Knight's hilarious, of course. And then Layla is just a badass. I mean, it's a, and, uh, you know, the hippo, I mean, she, you know, she was the best of the, you know, of the gods anyway. So, yeah, I, I, there's, there, she was reminding me, is there not a cartoon or a CG
1: movie where there's a talking hippo with like, that, that I think you're thinking like,
2: of Madagascar.
1: Maybe, because yeah, I was like, this there's a hippo. In me, that. This reminds me of something that I've seen once in passing, probably. I was like, is that who this is? I understand. It's not, obviously, not based around that. That's not where the idea comes from. But I was like, I could, no, it's like a real Egyptian
2: god, like the yes, Talit character. Yes, yeah. Of course.
1: Yeah. And she was great. I mean, in, in, uh, she's in two episodes. Yeah. Two, I think. Two full. Well, I guess the end of one and then two full ones. But she was awesome. She's such a fun character. It's sort of like, it's funny because she, you know She has such a big impact on what's going on, but also it seems like she's trying to figure everything out as she goes to, which I think is refreshing. I really enjoyed that part of it, that not every god is like, I am a god and this is what you have to do and this is how everything's done. She was also a little bit of the audience surrogate in some
3: ways. Khonshu doesn't know what to do half the time. He looks like an idiot in this episode. Yeah, I love how <laughs> Khonshu
2: is kind of... <laughs> kind of uh do not, he's not necessarily the good the good god but he's the avatar or our hero is still his avatar yeah I think that's a cool kind of kind of twist on it
0: well it's it's a good it's a good way to have an anti-hero at the end of the day and there's other things that play into this series yeah. especially at the very end that kind of make him the perfect anti-hero moon Knight. right like he he doesn't have to be like vanilla yeah. or you know like every other cookie cutter superhero out there he can be his own thing which i think is cool Mm-hmm. um but yeah it's, but yeah so you know we we tease at Oscar Isaac's great performance this episode we found him on the boat where, or sorry in the field of reeds where he decides to go back to the duet to save Stephen Grant So what do we think about ultimately his performance the whole series and how he did balancing uh Mark Specter and Stephen Grant in this episode in particular.
2: I think you know how we feel. Like, I'll, I'll let Dave or Mikey jump in. Like, I just think he kills it. We love the two characters. I think all three of us, me, wife, Power, and Ian. like We just have loved these characters from day one. Um, yeah. But what did you guys
3: Go think? Go ahead, Mikey. Yeah. Well, from episode one, you know I was a big Oscar Isaac fan. His uh, his physical comedy in episode one was fantastic. The whole driving the the ice cream truck scene was absolutely hilarious to me. And his portrayal, particularly, uh, you know, like we were saying, Mark Spector, he's honestly at times a little bit boring. He's a little too, oh, just do this and this. It was Stephen Grant. When he was Stephen Grant, he was at his best. But the fact that Oscar Isaac can do it all, he felt right. He felt like he belonged as this character. I really thought he, he made it his own. And it'll be interesting to see where the Jake Lockley character comes in. It's, yeah, we've seen Jake Lockley. We didn't know it in the first episode when he kind of blacked out and just started slaughtering people. We've assumed it was Mark Spector. It was not Another Mark at all. Another good call
0: from White Power when he was actually in the previous episode as the uh, like when he was in the psych ward and he was getting beat up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Overall, I think uh, I, I'm on the same page, Mikey. I think that uh, it, I, it obviously is entertaining and it's obviously very well done that it is both. Stephen and Mark going through all this, but when it was just Mark, which I think was a lot of four episode four, I want to say, whatever, whichever one it was, where it was the majority him. I know they give him all this backstory. They, they made him, you know, sort of give you all these reasons as to why he is who he is and, and all of that. And, and I think that was actually fairly well done, but outside of that, I just didn't. Yeah. I find, I found him pretty bland because we've seen all these, mercenary rough type characters that are all about the business and one just want to get it done. And I don't know, I like going along with the ride. And I really, really liked the way that he played Steven. Like, I really liked it. He was he played the fumbling, f- trying to figure it out, solve the problem character perfectly. And he's great in pretty much everything he does. And there's no question about that in the series, too, regardless whether you enjoyed the character or not, it is well done by him in in an acting sense. So. Um, yeah I think overall, great choice, and we probably won't see him again. it seems, or it's less likely, but I hope we do. I hope we do, yeah, I hope we do for sure he's got a good origin out of the way, now he can
0: kind of just pop up whenever we kind of
1: we, well, we I, yeah i I guess what I mean there. is that, um, as of right now, there's nothing written in stone or contract that he's coming back that's all yeah that's all, so hopefully that happens I think there's enough reception to this where they'll at least consider it. And I think that would be good. I would like to see more of it. Uh, Even though I didn't love the series, I would love to see more of what they can do with it for sure.
0: Yeah. Oscar Isaac did an incredible job in my opinion. Like I, I think he carried the series really well. I hope to see him return as Moon Knight. I think the, the Mark Specter stuff is interesting because I think it actually improves as we get to know Steven Grant and as they kind of, mingle like he's getting influenced by Stephen yeah. Grant now his story is becoming more interesting it definitely does the fact that he has sure. Stephen Grant so yeah. I think just, just them balancing that like if you were to consider Moon Knight year 2000 they're trying to launch a Moon Knight film like it'd be Oscar Isaac you'd be playing the Mark Spector character as like the bravado hero and like you'd go through the motions of the origin and everything and it'd be a standard action beat but here we get a more nuanced performance from him and we get the Stephen Grant that I don't know really pops and then of course the mysterious third Jake Lockley that we've all been teasing out which we get at the very end which is a really cool surprise not, not a surprise yeah, but we, like, we, yeah. can get, we can get into that part now or we can get into it later but I, got I think we should just too. roll right into it then because I want to hear I want to hear from Mike and uh, wife power about yeah. their experience with the, with that situation but also dive into the, the post credit scene for sure
2: yeah I wanted to just bring up one part of the episode that bugged me and I think sort of I had questions about, so Ahmet and Kanchu are like fighting each other, mm-hmm. and that I didn't understand at all because I thought the whole point of like Moon Knight and these characters were that the gods needed avatars to to interact with the Earth, but then in the final scene they're like out there and they're giant
0: kaiju. But they brought monsters. them back. And they they're fighting each back, other,
1: right? Isn't that the point? Like the fa- they they resurrected them or whatever, whatever the they were was. no longer
0: trapped, right? Yeah, so exactly. Were, you know... yeah. So
2: because, but like Kanchi wasn't trapped before. That's I don't true.
0: I didn't make sure he wasn't. No, but they're fighting each other on the same plane. Like they're not fighting. Yeah. Each other. you know what I mean. Like they're fighting each other on the spirit.
4: Plane. Ian's got it. They need a they need an avatar. They need an avatar to have any impact on the on like the human earth. So they're like in the like God plane, but they can't like. They can't do anything in our real world. So they they assign an avatar that has. their That's what I was confused like about. So
1: you powers. were seeing them fight, but but people we, you there couldn't weren't seeing
4: see them. That.
1: Okay. No, that was for the effect. Yeah. Of the so then what show. if what if they like knock the pyramid down? Would it just look like from us if we were on the ground, it would just collapse? Is that like what would happen? Or do they no, have but they no wouldn't impact? be able
4: to do it because they can't have any impact on the human world. They're in a different plane. So we can it, visually see it. it.
3: As a good friend of mine, Zach likes to say, I don't think any of this actually happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this show, you could do that. You could say that. To be
3: consistent <laughs> with
2: like, you know, they need an avatar and then all of a sudden they're out there fighting. It's kind of it's kind of like what's going on weird kind of. Um, but yeah, that was the only gripe I had. Like I didn't really need them, the big monster gods fighting each other. I didn't really need that.
3: I don't yeah. know you Yeah, guys, that was like but... Japanese movie style. You know, yeah. it's like we have a whole bunch of big monsters hitting on each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, agree. I mean, especially I if it didn't things. have any actual like physical
1: impact on things, it's kind of right. like, why is it happening? It's just it, it's a big spectacle. I guess that's that's.
2: It's it reeks like studio, like we need a big third act fight, and it needs to be like the same scale. I love that they
0: went they leaned into it and they went real big for the finale. Like, even though they only had six episodes, they really went big on the finale. And and like you know, Moon Knight's that type of guy, like, he's dealing with his internal struggle, and then he'll just pop up in like an Avengers level event in the comics and they'll just be there dealing with his own stuff and helping out. So like for him to have a huge ass finale like this, it's kind of funny to me. Like it's kind of how I read him in the comics too. He just like pops up in these big events and it's just like, Oh, movement's here. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, like it would, it would make sense to me that he has a big grand finale like this, a big, uh, you know, battle in the sky kind of thing. And
1: I was going to say something I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs>
3: That's what old people do, man.
1: i i will say about the about the third what's the guy's name lockley oh jake lockley yeah Yeah, jake lockley i will say that um to me it felt like they didn't explain this at all It felt like there was a couple comments about it and it was like unless you you were following the patreon my friend no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) we're all over this (laughs) yeah I, i just but but especially in the last couple of episodes i I'm just like, I knew that it was how I could pick up on it because I, I understood that there was that possibility, but I don't think to me that anyone going into this super blind, which wife power, you can tell me otherwise, because I think me and you went into this fairly blind to me, there just was not enough there. There are hints of it and that's fine. And you can go back and read about stuff and be like, oh, there was this happened that happened, whatever. But in the six episodes themselves, I don't think that there's enough there for them to say. Yes, there was a third one until you get to the last couple of seconds of the show. And then maybe you could you could say like, oh, I guess there was a third one. But I just don't think there was enough there. But also, I understand there probably wasn't enough time either, which kind of sucks. I will say this before you explain Wack Power, because I think you could probably
0: explain it best. They did commit to the bit in the very in the third act, the way to beat um Harrow was not even really on screen so I I think they at least leaned into it which I liked about that and they didn't waste time in the six episodes to uh go off in another direction and tell you all about a third personality which I I appreciated as well but go ahead wife power explain what's going on with Jake Lockley
4: so I think like as someone that knew nothing about like the Moon Knight character and their personality it's like even early on in the Patreon I talked about how like I had no idea what was going on um I thought that he was actually like the first episode I thought he was like in a dream world when he like was blacking out I didn't realize that it was still happening like in the real world so for me though but there was I think the thing is like they gave us enough to like tease that there was that third like there was another personality because there's multiple times throughout the series where especially when steven and mark start like communicating more together where they where something happens and then he's like that wasn't me well that wasn't me so you know that there's there is someone else there i mean and as someone that doesn't know about the kit like obviously you see on twitter people are talking about it and Uh, discussing the show with ian and mike it's like we figured out who the two potentials of what this third persona was going to be but i kind of like that they left it as the teaser because there was i i I like that they focused on the character development of mark and steven and like developing them because they're kind of like they're more the of hero, the hero characters of Moon Knight. And and I think what they're doing with Jake Lockley is they're almost setting him up to be the villain character for, the, for season two. So it's like, I'm glad that they didn't give us a lot. They gave us enough for us to like know that there was a third person there. And then they introduced like his kind of like manic. He's a little bit more like crazy and aggressive and like, that component to its character and then they kind of like left it open to like what's next and I and I liked that a lot because I think especially with the six episodes like I'll agree with you guys that the sixth episode was Rush I think they could have broken it into two episodes and had enough content to fill it but I think if they brought in that third persona and really like dived into him during this first season I think we wouldn't have gotten enough character development as we did for Mark and Steven, which I think were like the two real important people to kind of like get out there to start. And then that really was what the show this... was
0: about, those two characters. We almost needed an extra episode yeah. for Jake Lockley if Yeah. That was the case. Right? Yeah,
1: probably. I, I guess the, the only, the main thing that sticks out to me is in that when that action scene at the end, uh, ends the way that it ends is the sort of blackout or whatever you want to call it and they're just like did you do that did you do that and they say no and then they just move on they don't try and talk about it they don't try and figure it out it's just no i didn't do it i didn't do it okay let's get out of here like okay and now the series is over like it was really it was really that part that maybe stuck out to me more because so much just happened and it all ended suddenly with all these dead bodies around yeah. you and it's probably the whole rushed last episode thing, like you just mm. said. But uh, but that to me, it's too monumental of a moment to just brush aside, or what felt like brushed aside to me, anyway. Um, but uh, but all the points you made, I I yeah, I could see that for sure. I,
0: you know what yeah, though, Mark gets thrown under the bus a lot of the times for what Jake Lockley's up to, right? So I think Layla yeah. just thinks like, Mark, what are you doing? You're extra. You're being extra. Whereas he's not willing to divulge, which he hasn't been. Up to this point, like he, it took a lot to bring out, like Stephen Grant, and everything else. So, I think if this is something that's a long term plan, they're actually going to do another season or a movie that explores the rest of Moon Knight. Like, I think it could work if it's standalone, like this, maybe it is a little le- left to like you know to be desired or whatever. But I'm, I'm hoping they have a plan, I guess, is what I'm saying. The well,
3: the first thing I want to mention is the most disappointing thing about the sixth episode. Is they didn't bring back Steven's boss from the first episode? I love that lady. She's great. <laughs> She's awesome. That was a big mistake because I really wanted to see more of her. I would watch a show based on her just bullying around people in the <laughs> at the museum. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love that. Bull- bullying like, people to do the inventory,
0: the psych ward, but not. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> the only other thing I would like to add is. The thing I really and I love cheese, don't get me wrong. But when Khonshu kind of puts himself back into Mark, that whole scene was just kind of so cheesy. I don't know Mm. if you guys, you're probably not familiar with uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Okay. do you know uh, what's so weird? They, the guy with the, the blue guy. What's his name? Did oh,
1: yeah. I don't know the character names, but I I know who you're talking about. All yeah, right he, <laughs> he's the guy in the
3: box. The guy with his yeah. head in the box. And when he yeah. goes, Mecca, like a high, Mecca, high, ho. When they were like holding hands at the end too they bring Stephen back. And then at the end, it's like she's holding hands with with uh, Moon Knight. And they're like, you know, trying to put the. Put Amit back in Ethan Hawke's body or whatever. I'm like, this yeah. feels like Pee Wee's Playhouse to me. Yeah, it just, it, that part yeah, there was, was, was strange. There were some that was, cheesy, that was cheesy parts I could have done without it. But there. I think I think but that a lot of that goes
1: into the rushed part of the episode, right? Because it's just like all of a sudden they all know what to say at the right time for the right situation. And and it's just OK, how do how do how did they know all this? Like, but there's no time to explain it,
3: so. Oh, and blue-headed guy's name is Chombi, by the way. Chomby, Chomby. Mecha like a yeah. high ho ho He says. <laughs> so,
4: sorry. sorry, I
3: cut you off, Mikey. Go no, ahead. No, I'm I'm sorry to hijack your podcast with my rambling, but no, I, I, all in all, this hey, was we a, invited this, you, so it's all good. <laughs> no, this this was a fun episode. It really was. I mean, you know, you guys are making making very valid points. It, it, on both sides here, I mean, it, yeah. it was you know, just like overall, I like to think positive.
2: I think, towards the, the show, even it's, like all of us it here, it was even fun, like the, it was
3: meant to be fun. A lot of mm-hmm. it was fun, it felt rushed at times, but it also drug at times. Like I said, episode three, I think. Uh, you were saying this could have drug out to eight episodes. I think they could have condensed some of the stuff in the middle that felt like it was too much. That really didn't add. It was it was a whole bunch of these gods that were talking way too much to each other. That really yeah. none of that mattered at the end of the day. They could have they could have boiled that scene down in two minutes and been done yeah, with it. And we could have got a whole other came episode. In, yeah, he came in with his magic cane and shot purple stuff everywhere. Yeah. So it was like, why did all that happen? You oh, know, and that was the other so powerful. Yeah, and it's I finally like, remember oh, what I was going to say too. About, oh uh, yeah go <laughs> yeah and when i when i forgot when my 50 year old adult brain just just lost its mind when we were talking about like the old or the the big fight scene and it really mm. didn't matter well you know what what was your alternative having ethan hawk fight for 10 minutes with his staff no mm-hmm. nobody wanted to see that i'd rather see these big mecha godzilla slash king kong guys fighting each other instead of ethan hawk going oh i hit you with my staff and the blue stuff again the purple stuff I, again so i yeah, want a I'm big fine.
0: excuse to see moon knight rush across the screen and do his thing like basically is what it yeah. is yeah, basically, basically. Um,
4: to
2: give him that one moment where he knees him in the face with the moon in the back <laughs> that's yeah what it was all yeah it
1: well, the moon, yeah, and, and and the
0: moon yeah. exactly that, that was batman yeah life. they had to get that <laughs> shot. They had
1: to find any way yeah, yeah. to get the first, that work shot work backwards and from it. this shot everyone yeah. Uh, um, yeah i mean this is the shot we need everything yeah. else goes around it five episodes or six
2: episodes
0: to get to this <laughs> shot Those are great points, but I think for me, if it were to go to eight episodes, I think we'd get another episode in the hospital and we get more from Harrow from that respect and see what he's trying to get out of him uh, from there and and that kind of stuff, right? Because don't forget, it goes back right before you think you have a happy ending. It goes back into the hospital scene. So it's like, wait a second, I thought we defeated Harrow, yet he's still got internal struggles in his mind, which I thought was a really interesting aspect, and that's why I also like Conchu's uh, relationship with Mark Spector to begin with because it's not just him. He has a relationship with Steven Grant and uh, evidently Jake Lockley. So where Mark Spector and Steven Grant think they're in control by deciding to refuse Conchu's powers, we've still got an aspect of their brain that they're not—they don't have control of. So Conchu's still in the mix, and Moon Knight is still a thing, right? So like, I, there's aspects of this episode that really. Uh, give potential for future like either season two or like I say he pops up in a movie we explore some more of what's going on with Jake and and the three personalities coming together I think it's uh, there's a lot on the table well the
2: teaser hints towards that yeah we will get more we will get more I want to before we I want to talk a a bit about a few of the things that have been ongoing threads that we've been talking about on the patreon episodes and sort of our speculation Uh, one of the ones has been we we always talk about we kind of knew that Ahmet was going to get freed. You kind of knew that after the first season that was going to happen. And we kind of speculated a lot about who was going to be her. It's a her, actually. Her avatar. And Ian always had the, the, the theory that it wasn't going to be Harrow, that it was going to be someone else. And he, like Harrow was going to free her, but he was, wasn't going to be worthy. And I think you were half right, Ian, because actually, you know, it was actually a really good villain bit there where he he wasn't really worthy but in a normal villain kind of that's where the in a normal a different movie that's where the villain kind of turns and he's like oh well, i'm not worthy and i'm gonna turn evil but he was so committed to the cause that he like accepted his fate and he was like well my my mission was just to free you and if i'm not worthy then i'm not worthy and just kill me but I, i've completed my mission and that was kind of even more uh scary of a villain thing to do you know what i mean oh, so yeah, it you're kind of right in the fact that like you know he, he almost wasn't the avatar but in the end he he was the avatar so the it, it was, yeah. I just, I, I know we've been talking a lot about that. and We thought maybe Layla would be the avatar,
0: maybe Mark. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, no, it's also a good point that you make because I also thought about uh, Layla's choice, right? Because Can't you, um, you know. Has that conversation? Will you be my avatar? And it's to wife Power's point that, like, no, he he never wanted her, he wanted Mark Spectre because he knows Mark Spectre is that much more complex. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just funny because Layla's like, no, I don't want nothing to do with you. Uh, make a temporary deal with Tower at which was awesome as well.
1: But her, like, her shutdown of him was, was pretty good. She's just like, what are you like, basically, like, what are you nuts? You think I'm stupid? Like, <laughs> she's clearly like the smartest one there, aside from, I guess, in many aspects, Steven, but um, but yeah, she's just like what like what you taking me for a fool like get out of here no way
2: <laughs> yeah okay wife power do you have any thoughts about the because we were talked about it a lot any about about amit's uh, avatar being hero in the end
4: no i think you guys um like covered it pretty fully um but i did i did like the part where like when amit comes to and she's like who freed me and then she is like considering him to be the avatar and they kind of fake you out for a little bit because they think that like she's she is going to deny him because she says that his scales don't balance and that he's not worthy and then I love how the glass
0: shards come into play he's like no but I've been walking on glass for you (laughs)
4: yeah so then and then it kind of like takes that turn where she where she kind of thinks and she is like someone whose scales balanced would never have been able to free me so it's like yeah um, yeah Made she sense. realizes that like m- maybe she like she like she's not the greatest like or the most or she, moral she she needs help, kind of thing right? like she's, yeah so i thought that part was like kinda well, kind of interesting she's going to use him you out for a bit
2: yeah yeah and the other theory that we talked a lot about is um the third personality how uh you know in the comics it's bushman who kills uh leila's dad and uh we had this out there theory that it could have been Mark's third personality and that maybe his third personality is bushman or maybe it's jake lockley but maybe jake lockley and bushman are kind of melded Water together to one flame, character in the yeah. comics and i think that theory is yet to be still, deb- alive. still, still alive it's still alive to be power. debunked because jake lockley killed, still could be the murderer of her dad and that could come out and then even add more drama between them in a future season so i'll we'll have to wait for that one but those are i think two it'll be more crazy theories.
3: Yeah, i think it'll be more of one of those things where if we see another season and that plays out it's going to be that it wasn't Jake Lockley, but it's heavily implied. And then mm-hmm. and Mark and yeah, Steven are like, oh my God, this was this. And then it's going to be like false memories and they're like, oh my God, it was us, but it wasn't them. And oh
0: man. That could you know, be good. I, yeah. I, I that wouldn't we can even see Bushman come in. Bushman being a fourth. It could be an, another oh, person. Yeah, it could be a fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't even put it past them because the sky's the limit at this point. Like, yeah. There's no. No rhyme or So let, let's
1: get to the uh, to the I guess the teaser or or ending spot there, Mike. You were mentioning that it kind of leads into a lot of this stuff. Like it could be this, it could be that. Like there's there's a reason for that, right? Like what what's what's it? Uh, um, or or Ian, if you want, like what is it? Sure. Uh, what is it? What's it? What's it? What's it saying? Or what's well, it trying ba- to say? <laughs>
0: basically, Mark Specter at the very end has the option to. Well, Conchou's egging him on to just take care of Harrow. Get rid of vomit for good and we'll never have this problem ever again obviously makes the heroes call and just like preserves harrow doesn't kill anybody puts harrow in an actual hospital um but now we have the flip side of the hospital arrangement and uh you know we've been teasing that before that jake lockley has come out in these scenes where he's wanted to kill harrow even inside of his mind because he's that like distraught with like being i guess Lied to, manipulated that this is all a dream. Anyways, drags Harrow out. We don't know. We don't see who it is. It's a, like a, a figure with a cab driver's cap on, and he gets into the uh, the extended limo. There, pretty nice limo, and shoes uh, inside the limo, ready to talk to Harrow, and then uh, basically reveals that you know Harrow thinks, oh well, you know you've got no power, you've got no Mark Specter. Well, what we have, are now confirming. There's a third personality, Jake Lockley, who Conshu can still get his hands on. Uh, Jake turns around with his pistol, shoots Harrow, presumably dead, and that's the end of the mid credit scene. What do you guys think of all that?
3: Well, can I say this, Ian, real quick, is that how badass would it have been if once they see Kanshu in the back of the limo, Big Pimpin was playing because he looked dope as shit in the back of that limo. <laughs>
2: he was kind of sitting there, like yeah, uh, in his uh, stance.
3: Yeah, and secondly, to to give Ethan Hawke credit here, this is where I think Ethan Hawke played not an Ethan Hawke character, but he brought something that was different that I actually liked when he was acting completely doped out of his mind, he looked completely doped ass out of his mind. So that's why the guy's a great actor. And as wife power had mentioned is maybe my problem with the Ethan Hawke characters. He was literally just playing Ethan Hawke the whole time. But when he actually was acting, which we know Ethan Hawke can do, he did a great job. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I, I like it. I mean, I actually think that um, Ethan Hawk shines in this scene too. I think it's that's another reason to have him be perfect for for as this choice. Um, I think it's interesting. I just think that uh, I wish this was just part of the show or I wish this was the next episode or whatever. I just so much stuff before this. like this scene is brief and maybe it's you know, it's a credit scene. so sometimes it's just meant to build up hype. That's the whole point. And sort of tease ahead and everything um i just wish that i got this feeling from other parts of the last couple of episodes you know um but i liked it i think it's cool i, I like uh i like how it played out it felt different from the rest of the episode which i think is why it was a little bit refreshing and, and exciting so um if they do more great this is a good way to lead into that so yeah i don't know wife power what about you
4: yeah, I I like the teaser. I this was probably my favorite of the Marvel shows so far. Um, so the fact that the teaser is kind of leading into like potential for more really excites me. Um as as Mike mentioned, with Conchu sitting in the back of the limo, like him in the white suit was so cool. Like it was it was the first time you see him kind of outside of his like tattered robes. And he just looked like completely like badass sitting in the back of this like super fancy limo. And it had the Spectre license plate, which was kind of um, funny considering that like Mark Spectre probably knows nothing about the limo. Um, so, yeah, I I really I liked it just because yeah, it to me it's hinting to it wrapped up like the mystery around who was that third persona that we were we were missing those little snippets of and then teased that like there's more there's potentially more to come
2: i i agree and i think i would have been disappointed if it didn't if it didn't answer who the third personality was, because we had speculated so much. And the best part about this end credit scene, I think Wife Power nailed it, is that I think we all know, we've talked about it, Oscar Isaac has not signed on for any other uh, Marvel like uh, movies, he shows, appearances. He just signed a one-show, one-season deal. But so like it's like, oh, this is a one-and-done season, if you just knew that. But then what this mid credit scene does, it gives you hope that you're going to see Moon Knight again. And because the way it ended a uh, conchu had left mark and steven so we were, like i was like oh there really is oscar isaac really just is coming in and doing this and then maybe layla will continue on to be the hero in the mcu and that's it but then you give this mid-credit scene you're like okay yeah they, 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 he's coming back like yeah he's a one one series deal but i think he wants to be more picky and choosy over what he does and you know if the right when the right thing comes along he'll come back and and appear in a movie or do a second season or whatever right so that's really the best part, I think, of that scene is that that gives you that kind of hope.
0: Oh, I agree fully, and yeah, you nailed it. Just the fact that it's like he has cemented himself as Moon Knight, right? So if they want Moon Knight back, yeah. they got to pay him to, to bring him back, right? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like I thought, Wife Farmer made a great point when she talked about getting to that point because I think with Moon Knight, we're gifted this situation where if we do see him pop up in a movie or another season. We don't have to waste time explaining how we got the powers of Konshu back because we're already there. You know what I mean? Like, in, we get a great finality to Mark Spector and Steven Grant's arc where they've now refused Konshu and therefore are not going to be participating in Moon Knight type missions. Yet we have a Jake Lockley who's still very much involved. So we can pick up with Moon Knight right where we left off. We don't have to waste a couple episodes like finding our footing again. You know what I mean? So in that respect... It could be cool to see him pop up again real soon.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we got uh, mostly positive feelings, like you said, Mike. But uh, I think um, I think we're all hoping for what could hopefully happen next. I think that's really where more Moon Knight is all we're about. hoping for. More. Yeah. Moonlight. I mean, yeah, more Moon Knight. If they do it on a bigger budget, like in a movie, I think I would I would probably like it even more because I think and they more is make-
2: it Scarlet Scarab? Is that the character? More more of her. Yeah. No. What yeah. is it? That was it okay yeah, yeah
1: yeah i think that's what it is yeah yeah i mean like that's bring bring both of them back I, i'd watch i've 100 i'd be i'd be in the theater to watch that movie so
4: i could yeah that's that's kind of where i could see moon knight going is they set up the series to do kind of like the origin introduce the characters kind of like have mark and steven like now working together like they're not it's they're not fighting over the body anymore it's like they they've kind of like have this—I can't think of the word right now—like harmony between the two of them. Partner,
2: yeah, harmony. Harmony is a good, good one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And
4: <laughs> and I could see them taking the Moon Knight character now into a Moon Knight movie where they—it's yeah. th- like a—it's like a battle of personas because you'll have Jake Lockley that is still part of like still working for Conchu and he obviously doesn't have the same moral compass as. um steven and mark so maybe they they do take it to the theaters and and make it a more grandiose like more action scenes and and more bits and pieces with like the actual moon knight like him as moon knight rather like versus so like that's that's kind of where i could see it going and maybe that's why like oscar isaac hasn't signed on to anything anymore because it's not a show deal anymore now it's a movie deal
1: yeah, or or they don't even know what they're doing yet, so yeah. he can't sign on to anything yet and is just waiting. Right? Is all Normally
4: they do sign
2: on just blindly
1: to like five,
2: six movies, but I think he's that caliber of actor where he can to get you know he he can pick and choose, and he if he doesn't like the script, he won't sign.
0: Yeah, he did something right. He didn't want to do another stint as Apocalypse. Oh wait, it's Marvel, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he did
2: something very wrong where he begged J.J. Abrams not to kill Poe and <laughs> in the first movie, and I feel like he regretted that. I think he learned yeah. his lesson from Star Wars is what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, uh, Mikey, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, where can everyone uh, keep up with your awesome stuff online? You mentioned you mentioned talk ticks. What was that earlier? You mentioned,
3: well, first off, I want to thank everyone for having me on, especially Ian, who I love. Ian's my man over here. So (laughs) the other wifey powers, number two, David, Mike, you're a close three and (laughs) four. And either way, I love all you guys. No, seriously, 100%. Thank you. This is, uh, as has well been documented, you guys are one of my favorite podcasts, and I just enjoy any time you're willing to have me on. But I will quit just bragging about how awesome you are, and I will tell you about myself. No, I no, am... keep going. That's fine. Keep going. Okay, keep well, going. I can. <laughs> Dave, you're a handsome man. You're at least you're you're on at least a Moon Knight level, 7.5, maybe 8. It depends on how many beers I've had. You give me a, later in the night, you might be 9.5. Hey, that's the way I roll. But as far as everything else goes... <laughs> But as far as everything else goes, I am Mike. I am half of the Multiverse of Badness podcast with my cohort, Zach. We talk about comic books. We've had and we've had Mike in the end on. We haven't had Dave or Wifey Power on. You guys are welcome to join us anytime. And we just talk about a comic book. And we're pretty much Twitter is where I'm at the most, at Multiverse of Bad. I am on the TikToks, as Dave hinted at at Multiverse of Badness, as well as the Instagrams. And you can reach us via email, anything. And I honestly mean this. Anything at MultiverseofBadness.com. You can send it to Moon Knight. It's kind of cool, but he's also kind of not as cool as Hawkeye at MultiverseofBadness.com, and we'll get that. So, no, thank you guys for having me on. It's always a blast. And as we were joking about earlier, Mikey is a member of the Swarm Gang. Hashtag
0: ah. Swarm Gang! Yes. yes! There it is. <laughs>
1: um, okay, Mike, what about all our stuff? What's what's happening?
2: Yeah, find us uh, on social media at DayBackIn. Basically all social media platforms. Follow us on Patreon. Uh, BackInMyDay.com or Patreon.com slash BackInMyDay. The next, where we basically, you know, we throw a lot of bonus content on there. We actually recap almost all of these Disney plus series. The next one Mm -hmm. that we're doing is going to be Obi-Wan. So we'll probably drop a few episodes on the main feed, but if you want the full episode by episode breakdowns, you'll be able to find those on Patreon. And the podcast is called back in my day. Find us on basically any podcast app uh, you choose.
1: Exactly. And uh, after this episode, um, and if you haven't heard the previous one before this summer movie Wager is a fun thing that we've been doing where we uh, try to, Guess what movies are going to top the box office between May and uh, the first week or two of September at Labor Day weekend. And uh, we did our choices for 2022. And we have also done our choices for 1997. We're going back 25 years to see what topped the box office in that time frame. We did not look at any of the money earnings for any of these movies that were released during that time frame. And we tried to guess what went from one to 10 and whoever guessed as close to the way things ranked in that time period wins and gets uh, to pick a movie for the rest of the crew to watch and review in a future episode. So uh, 2022 remains to be seen 1997. We will have the results very soon, but uh, the actual picks will be coming out in episode 128. That will be what you'll be able to hear. So we're going to go back 25 years and talk about a bunch of movies that we'd like, but we don't know how well or how poorly they did at the box office that summer. So,
3: how old were you then, Dave? Just out of curiosity.
1: Uh, we're eighty-seven kids, myself, Mike, and wife Powers. So, um, nine. Some of those old, movies, yeah. yeah, some of those movies you might
3: have seen, but most of them we would have seen after they left the theater. Okay. Well, I was twenty-five years old at the time because I am old as dirt. So, just wanted to say that. You say back in my day, my man. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah.
0: so mikey we said if you could go back to 97 you had nine dollars you want to see austin powers uh the lost world jurassic park or the fifth element which one would you pick i
3: already posted this on your twitters i told you mexican pizza's coming back to taco bell and if it were 97 <laughs> i would buy mexican pizza and a will like a whole lot more than i would but if it were this week mexican pizza a couple things off the value menu have a few nickels in my pocket. I'd be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> like Forget the movies. That's all about the Mexican pizza. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna.
1: They're gonna come to the video store. You can just rent them anyway. Those VHSs are just waiting for you. So it's all good. <laughs> plus, plus at that time, those movies would have been in the theater for like three, four months anyway, right? So probably <laughs> longer. Your, yeah, maybe even longer through the summer. Yeah, exactly. So I
0: couldn't lie. I'd be in the
1: lost world. dress Park. Be yeah, yeah, probably. At that time, I think that's what the only one we could get into, based on our age, I would assume. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyways, thank you everybody for for listening, um, gentlemen and wife power. Thank you for joining me, and we will see everybody at the summer box office. Tempting to accept your
4: diagnosis, Doc. We'd rather go save the world. Let us, get us.